the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We've entered into a great season for praising and worshiping the Lord. Amen. So let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you, we praise you and honor you. We thank you for the season of the Moedim, these holy days, these appointed times that we come and we really see our, our, our worship of you, our desire for you ramped up, that it's, it's just a great time to focus on you and to really share the love that you have placed in our hearts. So, Father, I thank you and praise you for Passover and Yom HaBikurim and the counting of the Omer. And just ask that you would send revival. Lord, I want to be revived. I want my congregations to be revived. I want this country to be revived. I want the body of believers to be revived. Amen? Pray with me. Amen. In the name of Yeshua. You know, we started uh, counting the Omer last Sunday night. So it's still worth getting the counting of the Omer 50-page devotional booklet. It's available on our website for free. If you uh, need us to send you a hard copy, then call Karen at 813-831-5673. It's $3 each booklet. If for the hard copy, and it's free online. Uh, and if you'd like to send us uh, a blessing, a gift uh, to help us with our ministry, as uh, everybody is, I think, during this COVID time, uh, struggling somewhat financially. But, uh, you know, just feel free to call Karen again, 813-831-5673, or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. You know, uh, when we celebrate these special days, Yeshua should be at the center of every one of our celebrations. 
You know, I, I, he's the one who fulfilled the prophetic significance of the appointed times. So we're going to begin with uh, counting the Omer. And if you have your booklets, you can join me. If not, just listen in. Baruch Nai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kirishanu B'Mitzvatav V'Tzivanu Al Sifarat HaOmer Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the seventh day of the first week, and day seven, I have counted the Omer. Now, if you have your booklet, you'll see that today's day, and, and we realize that many of you are celebrating Easter, the, the theme of this uh, counting the Omer today is be broken before the Lord, which I think can be appropriate, right? So the I actually have three scriptures here for you. Psalm thirty four nineteen, Adonai is close to the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. And Psalm 147, verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And Romans nine sixteen, so then it does not depend on the one who wills or the one who strives, but on God who shows mercy, because he does show mercy to the brokenhearted. Amen. And look, we know because he is risen, uh, we are blessed mightily. And we'll talk about that hopefully later if we have time. Uh, the thought for the counting of the Omer by Jack Wellman, God cannot fix whoever is first not broken you a moment to think about that. I might read that again. Uh, it, it, I, it has to really, <laughs> it has to go in there, in, into our spirit. God cannot fix whoever is first not broken. Okay, that's, that, yeah, I think that's cool. Another thought of the day, Harry Ironside this is a quote from him. God is looking for broken men who have judged themselves in the light of the cross of Christ. When he wants anything done, he takes up men who have come to the end of themselves, whose confidence is not in themselves, but in God. So the challenge for today is being broken requires God to fix you. You can't fix yourself. Broken before God says, I need you. I trust you. I am aware that I am nothing without you. Your challenge is to see if you are desperate for God, broken for God. Amen? And finally, the prayer that is used in the counting of the Omer for today. Adonai Elohim, Lord God, I need your help. I am nothing without you. Every morning I come to you and ask you to give me the confidence and the victory that comes from depending on you. Strengthen me as I seek to hear your voice and be obedient to your direction. I cannot undo the past, but I ask humbly that you make something beautiful out of my present and future. Amen. Okay, well... (laughs) 
I don't know if we're going to get to Yom HaBikurim, but we'll see, uh, which is all about first fruits and he is risen. Because we have to finish the last part of Passover. I was just at the point where I was telling you about the cups of wine. You know, wine in Scripture is a symbol of joy. And so we drink four cups of wine or grape juice during our Seder. Now, you might ask, why four cups? It says in Exodus 6, 6 and 7, that the Lord actually promises four blessings to the house of Israel. And so each blessing is represented by one cup. The first cup is the cup of sanctification. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. The second cup is the cup of deliverance. I will deliver you from their bondage. The third cup is called the cup of redemption. And think about that one. We're coming back to that one. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. And that actually is the cup that I believe Yeshua used to bring about the Lord's Supper, communion, right? And fourth, the cup of praise. I will take you to myself as a people, and I will be your God. So that is a tradition that is done. And then another tradition, which is the washing of hands, we won't go into that in any depth, but it is definitely a reminder, I believe, of Yeshua's Seder, where he washed the disciples' feet. We find that in John 13, 12 through 17. Now, the breaking of the middle matzah is really an interesting tradition, and I'll try and separate out for you what is tradition, and what we see as messianic, okay? Um, So if you have Jewish friends, you'll know that not everything I'm going to say is what they think, but certainly it's amazing as to what they normally do. So look, let's get into it. It's a mystery, you know? It's a mystery. You know, Jonathan Kahn, right? It's a mystery. Okay. Um, So the traditional Jewish Seder... uh, Again, people who Jewish people who don't believe in Yeshua, they take three pieces of matzah and they put it in a white cloth or linen bag. It's called a matzah tosh. And this bag has three compartments to separate the three pieces of matzah or matzot, if you want to be accurate in the Hebrew, for the plural. If it is ever explained... Generally, the top piece represents the priests. The uh, middle piece represents the Levites, who were really who did not worship the golden calf. That's you know something about the Levites, and and Israel would be the third piece. Now the leader takes the middle matzah and breaks it in two. Then he puts the smaller piece back between the other two pieces and wraps the larger piece in a separate linen cloth. This separated piece is called the afikomen, that which comes after. That's what it means. The afikomen will be hidden until after the meal. Then, following the meal, the children will look for it. The child who finds it will bring it to the leader, and they will redeem it for a price. It is then broken and must be shared by all in order to finish the Seder. So that's traditionally 
the Jewish under uh, that's what they do in a seder with the matzah. Okay, so from a messianic point of view, though the middle piece of matzah is eaten, you know that that's amazing, and it's broken, and it's hidden away, and it's brought back for and redeemed for a price, and all must share in this piece. Does that remind you of anything? Not only does it remind us of the death and resurrection of Yeshua, which is obviously the messianic interpretation. And by the way, in Jewish say in Jewish haggadahs, there is no explanation of what is done. You just do it. <laughs> okay. So, but this sounds like death and resurrection of Yeshua, but even more traditionally the afikomen, the middle piece of matzah, is eaten at the same time as the third cup of wine. Remember I told you to remember that one? Which is the cup of redemption, which is the Lord's Supper or communion. This is where uh, Yeshua institutes, and we see it in, in Luke twenty two nineteen. It's recorded this way. And when he had taken matzah, offered the blessing, he broke it, gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in memory of me. And in Matthew 26, 27 and 28, it says, And he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the removal of sins. So that's just amazing. Don't you find that amazing that uh, we see Yeshua taking the traditional Passover Seder, and I'm going to call it messianizing it. In other words, the messiahship uh, of, of the Seder now comes into play. So I find this so exciting uh, as we celebrate Passover each year at the Seder. And how it brings so many parts of Scripture together, showing really the purpose and the faithfulness of God. Now, we also celebrate, as I mentioned, Yeshua's resurrection on Yom HaBikurim. The theme of this day is the first harvest of the year. On this day, the first day after the Sabbath, Yeshua rose from the dead. It is the holy day preordained in the Torah, to point to the resurrection of our Lord. In fact, in Exodus 23, 19, it says, Bring the first of the first fruits of the land. You shall bring it into the house of the Lord your God. I'll explain what that means in a moment. But you know, it was on the first day after the Sabbath that occurred in the midst of the Passover celebration that Yeshua rose from the dead. We see that in Matthew 28, 1 through 10. And and there shouldn't be any doubt that his resurrection fulfilled the Feast of First Fruits because Paul tells us explicitly that Messiah is the first fruit of those who will be raised from the dead. We see that in 1 Corinthians. We'll read it again in chapter 15, verses 20 to 23. And just as the first fruits offered to God under the Hebrew scriptures anticipated the fuller 
harvests to come. The resurrection of Yeshua anticipates the bodily resurrection of his people, first promised in, believe it or not, Job 19, 25 to 27. Yeshua's resurrection was the beginning, the first fruit of the harvest of all mankind. Those who belong to Mashiach will be resurrected unto life at his coming. Now, John eleven twenty five twenty six says, Yeshua said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And that, of course, is the question, right? Because we know from even Romans 9 and 10 that believing this is part of our salvation experience. But in 1 Peter 3, 5, it's interesting. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. In his great mercy... He caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Messiah Yeshua from the dead. So you see, that is our living hope, that Messiah was resurrected from the dead. And then it says, an incorruptible, undefiled, and unfading inheritance has been reserved in heaven for you by trusting You are being protected by God's power for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. That's 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. A lot of people aren't that familiar for some reason with this particular passage. So go over it a little. There's there's a lot in there. And then, of course, as I mentioned, 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23, which kind of summarizes the whole thing. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also has come through a man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Messiah will all be made alive, but each in its own order. Messiah, the first fruits. Then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. And I love John six forty, which says, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and trusts in him may have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. When I think of this, I think of, well, what's our response to the resurrection? What should it be? And I think that certainly 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven is, but thanks be to God, right? who keeps giving us the victory through our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Ephesians 5.20, also give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. And Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Yeshua, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So our first response, really, is to give thanks. But, you know, many Jewish people don't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. So, though we see the scriptural evidence for this in his resurrection, I think this is an important time to review from both the Old 
and the new covenant, why Yeshua is the Messiah. And this will be helpful if you're sharing with your Jewish friends and they say, well, can you show me Yeshua in, in the Hebrew Scriptures? Go to Psalm 110, maybe a little different from where you thought I'd go. And let's read this for a second. 1 and 2, verse 1 and 2. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make you your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will stretch forth your strong scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. Now, Yeshua, in Matthew 22, 43 through 45, said that David called the Messiah Lord, and he recognized that Messiah was greater than David himself. So when you look at the Lord says to my Lord, you realize that we're talking about God the Father saying to Yeshua the Messiah, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. You see? And then Peter on Shavuot says that David prophesied the deity and ascension of Yeshua. That's Acts 2, 34 and 35, when referring to Psalm 110. And Paul referred to it in 1 Corinthians 15, 25 and Hebrews 10, 13. He explains the rule and the dominion of Yeshua, the Messiah. And in Hebrews 1, 13, it explains the superiority of Yeshua, the Messiah, over any angel. But all of these relate to the next couple verses, Psalm 110, 3 and 4. Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power in holy array from the womb of the dawn. Your youth are to you as the dew. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, Messiah had an eternal priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. The only time that's mentioned in Scripture, really, in, in the Hebrew Scriptures, is Genesis 14, right? But it is referred to often in, 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 in Hebrews, and I'm going to have to wait till next week to really get into why from the Jewish Scriptures, from the Hebrew Scriptures, as some think about it, why is Yeshua really the Messiah? This is something that you'll be able to share with your Jewish friends. It's going to be exciting for you to be able to do this. So as we close, let me mention a couple thoughts. First of all, I'd love for you to get the Counting of the Omer booklet. There's still 30 days left. In fact, this Tuesday night, we start a 40-day fast. So the last 40 days of our counting into Shavuot and Pentecost, we will be fasting and praying. If you want to join us for the fast, please do. Um, Some of that will be explained in our counting of the Omer booklet. If you want that booklet, call Karen at 813-831-5673. Now, uh, we we love visitors. Come Friday or Saturday night and watch our 
services on Facebook Live, but also Tuesday night we have a prayer meeting for the revival of our country, Israel, and the world. It's on Facebook Live, 6.30 for one hour. Why don't you join us there as well and pray with us. Have a prayer party. Uh, So if you want to reach me with comments, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. For everything else, call Karen at 813-831-5673. Let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you for your Moedim, your appointed times. And we ask, O Lord, that each person that has heard my voice will honor you and and see the importance of these Leviticus 23 holy days. And I pray that the Lord would be their first priority. And I pray that they would grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of the Messiah. In the name of Yeshua, we pray this. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.